This is the Bartender Journey Podcast. It's the Bartender Journey Podcast, number 197. My name is Brian Vincent Weber. Thanks for listening. This is the podcast that talks all about bartending and cocktails and spirits. So I'm just back from San Antonio Cocktail Conference. What an awesome event. I met some great new friends, saw some old friends, and San Antonio San Antonio is such a great city. There's a lot of revitalization going on there. It's a great cocktail scene, awesome restaurants. It's always a nice break. San Antonio this time of year. It's very much a walking city, which I love. Walk site is on to cross commerce. So I'll tell you the story of San Antonio Cocktail Conference because uh, uh, I really didn't know the story myself before I got there. You probably know about Sasha Petrosky. He founded the bar Milk and Honey in Manhattan in 1999. It was a tiny little bar on the Lower East Side. A friend of Dale DeGrasse lived right across the street and introduced Sasha to Dale. Dale, uh, Dale gave Sasha some old cocktail books and answered all his questions. Sasha was a true gentleman and really an inspiration to an entire generation of bartenders. It's not an exaggeration at all to say that he was really instrumental in kicking off the uh, new cocktail culture, if we want to call it that, for be- lack of a better term. He dressed immaculately and expected his guests to behave themselves uh, in a certain way in his bar. You know, Sasha was uh, a gentleman and he knew that anytime you have alcohol involved, there's going to be people doing stupid things and and it should be very positive energy when you go into a bar. I mean, bartenders, you know, should be lively and, and positive, but also be, you know, a gentleman at the same time. In Sasha's one and only book, Robert Simonson says in the foreword, quote, Until a decade ago, I didn't much enjoy going out for a drink. Sasha Petrosky was the first bar owner I ever met that shared my vision of what adult drinking could be, end quote. So in San Antonio, there's this famous steakhouse called Bohannon's. It's been around since 2002. It's on the second floor of a building directly across the street from a big theater where there's a lot of concerts and uh, plays and other events. Years ago, there was a bar in the first floor of this building uh, where Bohannon's is on the second floor. And this bar was unrelated to Bohannon's, had separate ownership. So this bar goes out of business in 2008, and Mr. Bohannon decides he wants to take over that space and have a bar of his own. He realized that this bar was going to be the first thing that people saw when they walked in, sort of the face of the restaurant, you know. So he wanted to he wanted it to be really special. He traveled to New York City to see the serious cocktail bars of Manhattan, and he went into Milk and Honey, and he realized that Sasha was the man he wanted to help shape his bar. So he hired Sasha to consult on the Bohannon's new bar on the first floor. Now, Sasha was not a man to do things halfway. He spent a lot of time setting up that bar and training the staff, and he just really fell in love with the city of San Antonio. So in 2012, Sasha founded the San Antonio Cocktail Conference. Uh, It's a great organization. It's a nonprofit. It donates uh, lots of money, actually all of the profits, to children's charities. And uh, it's a great event for the hospitality industry and for for the city as a whole. Tragically, Sasha left this world in August 2015, just three months after he and the lovely Georgette were married. His obituary in the New York Times said, quote, Mr. Petrosky's role in the modern cocktail revival is difficult to overstate, end quote. Now the conference is done in Sasha's honor. The wonderful Georgette led a toast to Sasha with classic daiquiris, which was Sasha's favorite cocktail. She donated a painting of herself and Sasha to Bahannon's that was given to them as a wedding present by Jill DeGroff. I never had the pleasure of meeting Mr. Petrosky, but his presence was certainly felt at the conference, and his mentorship really shaped an entire generation, and it was really an honor and a privilege to get to know Georgette a little bit during the conference. So our book of the week this week, and I think we did this one already, but we're doing it again. It's Regarding Cocktails by Sasha Petrosky and Georgette Moger Petrosky. 
Georgette finished the book after Sasha passed away, and it's a wonderful book. I highly recommend that you buy it. The cocktail of the week, well, it has to be the classic daiquiri. Sasha's recipe in the book is seven-eighths ounce to one ounce of fresh lime juice to taste. Seven-eighths, my digger doesn't go that fine, but uh, we'll do a little bit, a little bit less than an ounce, and, uh, and that actually makes sense, makes a lot of sense. Uh, Three-quarters of an ounce of simple syrup and two ounces of a silver rum. Shake it up good with some ice and strain it into a chilled coupe glass. Sasha was very uh, particular about having super chilled glasses. So that's our cocktail of the week. Here's to you, Mr. Petrosky. So I got a chance to interview a lot of great people, uh, did a lot of interviews during the conference, and we'll be rolling that out to you over the next few weeks. I got a chance to talk to Megan Dorman, who's another wonderful mentor to our uh, community, and she's been an inspiration to a lot of bartenders. I mean, we definitely consider that training is always happening, always ongoing, and people come in with all different types of background experience, uh, and sometimes it takes a while to figure out exactly what they do or don't know necessarily. Like, of course, they have to learn our menu first and our way of doing things, but we're also looked at as experts with people coming in the door, so we have to have that canon of classic drinks and be able to make our own drinks and, most importantly, roll with the punches. I talked to Jack Daniels' master distiller, Jeff Arnett. They tasted it and they said, you know what? Jack Daniels does not taste like any of the bourbons that we have on record. You really have a character unique to yourself. We'll talk to Tom Richter, who works at Dear Irving, uh, under Megan Dorman, actually, in Manhattan. He also has a brand of tonic called Tomer's Tonic. And we just had a good old time. <laughs> I know. It was, I enjoy working, though, man. I like being behind the bars. We talked to bartender and bar owner Benjamin Crick about his awesome San Antonio bar called Juniper Tar. And I spent a lot of time there during, uh, this past week. So we've come up on our one-year anniversary uh, during the cocktail conference. Uh, last year is when we, we first opened. We talked to Jake Horney and Derek Cortez. They work together at a really beautiful live music venue called Jazz Texas. Derek is the head bartender there, and Jake is the GM, and he studied with Sasha at Bohannon's. You know, the better the, the whole bar works together as a team and a unit, at that point you can pack this whole place out. And these, I've seen it done. I mean, I've seen 100 people walk in here for a buyout. And uh, in like 10 or 15 minutes, everybody, I look around and everybody has a drink in their hand. But to describe my trip, I'm going to start at the end and work my way back because uh, the, the, end of the, ni- the end of the trip was really great. So uh, all, all the events were done for the conference were done by about 6 p.m. on Sunday. And my flight was at 6 a.m. on Monday. So I ended up back at Bohannon's and I ordered a daiquiri at the downstairs bar and asked for the food menu. Uh, but they, they, don't sl- they don't serve the full dinner menu downstairs. And uh, the bartender noticed I was having a little trouble finding something I wanted to eat. So he suggested I go upstairs and eat upstairs. There's a small, smaller bar upstairs. Um, so on the way to the elevator, the hostess asked my name. And when I got off the elevator, 20 seconds later or whatever, uh, all the bartenders knew my name. And they welcomed me in, calling me Mr. Weber. And I thought that was such a great touch and really classy. So I had a nice meal at the bar, enjoyed the company of the bartenders and uh, a couple other people that were eating uh, solo there, like myself. And uh, I paid the tab, started to leave. Uh, remember, my flight was at 6 a.m. the next morning. And uh, the bartender says, hang on, hang on just a sec. I got something for you. And he comes back with a huge bottle of really expensive, you know, bottled water for me. And I was like, wow, that was 
that was just what I needed in that moment. And he really realized that, which I thought was so classy. So it it was just a perfect experience and a great way to end a trip. All right, let's talk to Benjamin Crick of the Juniper Tar Bar. So we've come up on our one-year anniversary uh, during the cocktail conference. Uh, last year is when we, we first opened. Uh, the building itself is a it's a hundred-year-old historical building that used to be the old sheriff's office. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, about turn of the century. But uh, as for the bar, yeah, just a, a more of a new uh, aggressive cocktail. Uh, style bar in the city of San Antonio. So are craft cocktails taking off in the city? or Man, is it, so the, history the cool thing about the city is uh, how much culture there is coming in from the south. There's still this, uh, this genuine uh, warming hospitality. Uh, and now I'm seeing that more and more people are becoming more comfortable with adventuring out and asking questions and looking for the finer things. Uh, so uh, as whereas other cities, they might be way, way further in the game of cocktails here. Uh, it's just now catching on, but it's it's truly amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was cool being here last night. There was one guy just sitting alone drinking a bottle of beer, and then a couple yeah. a couple of young guys came in. And they're like, "What? What do you got for craft whiskey? Like, what do you got, <laughs> what do you got that's really cool and interesting?" Right? <laughs> oh man, well that's the, the whole idea is to to have all walks of life in here. Uh, that's the best there are no wrong right? orders. Everyone's comfortable and just feels at home. Yeah. No matter where they're coming from. so Right. And you have a huge back bar here. Man. Man, I uh, appreciate that. It, it took about a year to curate. Uh, hand-selected every bottle. We're about at 650. Uh, we cover every spirit uh, from every country, region, and, and the style within that spirit. So every corner of the world is, is covered here. Really? It's pretty so, beautiful. Wow. So are there um, local spirits? I mean, I know one of one or two off so, the top you know, of my head that are made in, in Texas. In but. Texas, pretty much every spirit is made to some degree. Uh, we have uh, a line from Balcones, which is probably my favorite uh, Texas spirit uh, in the whiskey category. Right, that I've heard of. Yeah, definitely good stuff. Uh, is anybody making agave spirits in Texas? Uh, there are some, actually. Um, so they don't really have an official name. Right. Uh, because it's, they're using it's agave, really but they're using it outside of the... Uh, denominations of origins to where it can be classified as uh, maybe a mezcal or tequila. Um, but uh, yeah, people are using some wild agaves here in, in southern uh, West Texas and distilling them. And nice. it's pretty, pretty neat to see that. Almost like a, a mezcal moonshine to a certain degree. Right. Yeah, I had the chance to try an agave spirit made in like Oregon or something, and it was great, you know. But it, I was like, this is, <laughs> this is surely going to be a new, you know. There's like you said, there's no name for it, so it's it's going to be a new cat- category, I think. Uh, I could see that absolutely. Yeah. Agave is really taken off here, especially in San Antonio. Once again, being so close to to Mexico, uh, you'll see some of the finest mezcal selections uh, in the nation here in San Antonio, which is truly immaculate. Cool. Oh, you got a delivery, huh? It might be a little noisy. They're bringing in yeah. some glassware. We have a Pierre Ferrand rare cognac tasting tomorrow from oh, 5 yeah. to 6. So. Oh, I saw that. I have that on my schedule, yeah. Oh, man, oh, it's going to be a good sure. one doing some pretty old vintages. Uh, it's just going to be pretty cool. Yeah, can't wait for that. Um, sure. Yeah, cognac's an inter- really interesting uh, category in itself. You know, it's, it's such rich history with that. And uh, Oh, man, I tell you, uh, we love to use uh, Armagnacs and cognacs. They're all over the menu. Uh, when I was building the program here, the number the first thing I wanted to, to check off my list was to have a, a well Armagnac. 
and uh, I, we have that, and it's it's awesome. But uh, <laughs> so, so you're saying a lot of your um, a lot of your cocktails are built around that, all right? So yeah, the the cocktail uh, kind of the structure of what we do here is is finding. Uh, uh, more of the, not so much obscure, but just uh, fine ingredients from all over the world. Uh, we really love using fortifieds uh, to help give give body and, and a sweetness to the cocktail instead of just adding sugar. So throughout the menu, you'll see sherries, tokai, pinot de chiron, beer, uh, bonal, salers, uh, Madeira, white port, just really cool things. Wow. And it's 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 a pretty big cocktail menu. I would say it's a pretty aggressive cocktail <laughs> menu, but really, <laughs> uh, for this city especially. But uh, like I said, people are definitely uh, branching out now. Um, the the menu is set up to actually uh, involve engagement with the guest. Uh, they're not going to understand the ingredients in each cocktail, so they have to kind of ask about it. So then we're we're one we're educating and we're offering something that no one else is offering, uh, and they're, they're very rememberable cocktails. Uh, so you just can't wait to come back and either have that one again or try something new. Yeah. Um, and even with a back bar this large, we still do a good 90% of just the cocktail menu every night. So it's pretty impressive. Wow. Yeah, so uh, you get involved with the San Antonio Cocktail Conference pretty heavily, I see, and you're having, um, what is it, four or five events? Uh, we have quite a few events uh one of them is official, the, the Pierre Ferrand Rare Cognac Tasting. A lot of the other events this week are just friends of mine, friends of mine from all over the nation coming in and kind of guest spotting and, and doing pop-ups. So they're, they're kind of unofficial events, but uh, it's just really great to have so many uh, passionate, uh, talented people in the city yeah. uh, for like a, a concentrated week. So yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah, I was talking to Megan about it, and I... I the phrase uh, collective knowledge kind of came up to me, you know, and, and I think it's it's such a cool thing that everybody in this business is really willing to share what they know and, yeah. you know, and mentor other people. I mean, Megan's a huge mentor to uh, especially it's, in It's about sharing the knowledge for sure. And uh, it is cool to see all the different styles of, you know, where everyone's coming from, you know, and what's kind of, I guess, trending or what's popular in, in their cities. Yeah. So... Well, I mean, most of your cocktails are really bold flavors. And do you think that's uh, yeah. sort of a factor of being in, in Texas or, you know? <laughs> so this is a, a, a culmination of, of all my travels and studies uh, uh, just for about a, a decade now. I've um, been working on the menu for, for quite a long time. Uh, it is bold. It's a, a spirit forward menu. I find that's a much more challenging menu to put together than just you know having to add uh, produce or, or citrus, um, so you actually you get to experience the layers of flavors of the ingredients you use, like uh, dry marsala or blanc armagnac, uh, the singani, just really cool aromatic uh, uh, spirits. Um, so like I said, and then you know we go we take it to the next level with the presentation too. We want you know the glassware to be part of the experience, so we have many putarons that we use for the, the Pamplona, which is a sherry-based cocktail with a, a Calimocho reduction. Um, and we have another one, Hungarian Delight, served in a teacup with Singani, Tokai, bergamot extract from Italy, uh, with a Chinar-soaked uh, sugar cube that you stir into the glass. It actually just looks and smells like a beautiful uh, black tea. Wow, yeah. how cool. And uh, what did I have last night? Um, 
I believe it was a snake oil. Snake oil. That so was a snake, snake oil. Snake oil is definitely an industry hitter. It's it's bitter and boozy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it looks like a lot of these are. And uh, the, uh, look at this, the El, El Tool. El Tule, Madeira, uh, Montenegro. What, one Madeira. of my personal favorites. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I went down to Oaxaca uh, recently this year, um, and I was able to see El Tule, which is this 1,400-year-old tree uh, that's just huge, like the, basically the tree of life and, and of the Lion King. Um, it was just an amazing experience. And then with that, I brought back uh, the idea for this cocktail with mezcal, Madeira, Montenegro, and mole bitters. Real simple, but the, the layers of flavor... Uh, it's pretty unique as it evolves and, and reaches room temperature. You get nice wood undertones, a light smoke, a, a, a unique musk to it. Uh, and it looks like a nice spicy vanilla chocolate finish. It's really cool cocktail to sip on. I think there's room for that. Um, cocktails that sort of change as you uh, as you drink it. You know, it, it evolves or, you know. It's yeah. A- well, I feel, especially with a menu like this, when you're, you're dealing with delicate spirits, a lot of great base spirits, uh, I feel uh, too many times than uh, not, those, those cocktails based off of cognac and armagnac and are kind of, uh, they're, they're served too cold. So the mm-hmm. flavors and the aromatics are kind of contracted. Sure. Uh, so we, we try to really watch exactly what we're serving to the degree uh, because uh, a lot of times with the, the delicate spirits like this, uh, they're much more uh, approachable and rememberable closer to room temperature or lightly chilled mm-hmm. uh, compared to something like maybe a daiquiri, which you, you probably want ice cold and, and shaking yeah. right in front of you. Yeah. Um, but yeah. You made me a nice one of those too, Les. <laughs> the, uh, the daiquiri. And, and um, so what's the... the the lime wheel in there was like um, dehydrated or? Yeah, dehydrated lime yeah. wheel. It just, it, it, you still get the same aromatics, but the, the contrast of the colors is really unique because you have, uh, it just pops when it, you float a dehydrated lemon wheel or lime wheel on top of a lemon or lime based uh, sour cocktail. Yeah, it's really cool looking. And uh, do they, I guess they last a lot longer too, right? Or do they? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, they have a much longer life. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, pretty cool, and it, it takes no time. Well, oh, you need the proper tool, which is uh, the hydrator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never, I've never used one, but I, now, oh, I, now I want to get one. They're so cool yeah, looking. Dude, <laughs> you can do that. And make your own jerky all at the same time. <laughs> and that's is that an expensive piece of equipment? Not really. really. No, not at all. Yeah, like sixty bucks. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, great. It's got nine racks. We also, as part of our uh, farewell, when when we present the the check at the end of the end of your experience, we offer uh, dehydrated. Uh, chartreuse soaked sugar cubes um so it's it's pretty unique little like breath mint at the very end kind of like uh i guess the andy's mint you would have it at the olive garden meal right so but yeah there's a lot of fun things you can do for sure yeah just got to use your imagination and you got to go out and see other people and see other places and get ideas you know uh preach uh traveling i mean that's where a lot of inspirations and ideas come from you have to put yourself in you know other people's uh, shoes and constantly be seeking new perspectives. Right. That's that's why I wanted to come to this conference so much because <laughs> I'd never I had never been to Texas before. Oh wow! And I just wanted to you know experience different culture and see what people are doing. That's cool. You know, this conference has grown so much. I've I've actually only been in the city for three years, and I just have seen it just blossom. We have uh, uh, the city's really hungry. They're, they're advancing their education. Uh, we have more and more uh, beautiful bars popping up every year. Uh, and the conference is just, it's so large now. It's, yeah. it's amazing. 
Where are you from originally, Ben? Uh, originally Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. So I lived there and then Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, Spain for a couple years. Wow. Uh, and now Texas. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so interested in Spain, another place I've never been, but uh, you hear so much about the gin and tonic culture in Spain. What? Man, it's, it's amazing. I really love what they do. Uh, and then being so close to Spain and going to Portugal, that inspired the, the Portuguese gin and tonic we have on the menu, which is white port based uh, gin, a house made lime cordial and tonic. And it's refreshing. Mm. Uh, and it still hits that low ABV where, you know, you want something delicious, uh, but you're not trying to, you know, really get drunk either. Yeah. You just want yeah. the flavor. So, so do, you, do you find um, this menu, you know, this menu obviously appears to, uh, appeals to uh, bartenders who, who like weird, bold flavors, but do you find it a hard sell to, you know, the young 23-year-old ladies that come in and Man, bar? Or? not at all. You know, with the how the setup is here, uh, I don't have like a, a standard uniform. I just want myself and the staff to be professional, but to be genuine. So we actually gain the trust and build a rapport immediately with everyone who comes in. So they're really open to, to see what we, we have to offer. And, we, you know, we ask questions to kind of, you know, narrow down what they're looking for, for flavors or expecting from the cocktail. We want to, you know, find the right fit for each individual uh, without robbing them as well. You know, everything's appropriately priced so more people can try these beautiful spirits. Uh, and that's kind of our take here is we, we want the bar to be open to everyone to come in, you know, to knock down the, the walls of the barriers between different styles of bars or or kind of tax brackets, just have everyone in here to enjoy what we offer. Yeah, yeah. You bring up the price, you know, and uh, I think it's awesome that in a relatively smaller market than New York, anyway, that you're you know able right. to that you're able to get fifteen, sixteen dollars for a cocktail. Well, <laughs> I, I think the highest price here is yeah, sixteen. We go, we go nine to sixteen. Yeah, uh, and like I said, the ingredients like it's it's truly cool to offer such great quality at a, a price like that because you're right this same menu in any other city the prices would easily be doubled yeah uh for the most part but i'm always frustrated with shall we say uneducated drinkers who are like 15 dollars for a cocktail that's outrageous i'm like they're not charging enough do you know how much this stuff costs <laughs> yeah. and you know and not to mention <laughs> you know we haven't turned on the lights yet or paid for the insurance right. or the, you know paid the rent you know so yeah you know i mean it, they're marked up you know more than uh food true, but true but i mean this stuff's worth it and you put you know obviously you put a, a lot of work and heart oh. and soul into this menu but Thank and you. and picking out the uh you know the back bar is a lot of <laughs> labor of lo- labor of love i'm sure oh uh, man it, it truly is uh, i find myself just gazing at it constantly <laughs> uh but yeah, we're truly blessed here, you know, especially with the city and the direction that we're heading in. It's, it's, it's really growing rapidly. So for us to be a pillar uh, in the city and, and influencing on how people drink and what they drink is, is truly a, a great time uh, to be in San Antonio. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun thing, isn't it, to turn somebody on to something new that they had no, you know, had Man. no clue about before. And, and-, and, and you know, like uh, that is actually probably the most rewarding part. Is, you know, one, people feeling like they're at home, uh, but two, you know, them adventuring out and trying something new and actually uh, appreciating it and being happy with that is very rewarding. And then, yeah, and you feel like you're sending them out yeah. into the world on a, on a better course, <laughs> you know? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But, I mean, uh, but in the same, uh, you know, area, there, there are no wrong orders. So, you know, if there's something that we don't carry, uh, I told the staff that, you know, we're not eager to say no. You have to look at it as you've been challenged. 
So, you know, if it's something that we don't care, you should know what those flavors are. And with a back bar like this, you should be able to replicate those flavors. And then while you do that, you're educating the guests on, on other spirits that are very similar to what they're asking for. Mm-hmm. So we, we play around uh, a lot with that, too. I have, I have a hard mm-hmm. time imagining somebody coming in here and not finding something they'd like to drink. <laughs> I mean, you got to, you know, you got a lot to choose from there. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, there's, yes, there's definitely something for everyone here, 100%. Yeah, and I see, uh, and you have vodka, so, you know, you're not. Oh, yeah. Oh, like I said, there's no wrong orders uh, yeah. with our vodkas. Uh, each one was chosen off of a different base distillate. So that's something else we like to, to explain to people with, you know, the uh, vodka is made and what all it can be made from. Mm-hmm. So that kind of opens their world uh, to vodka, um, knowing that there's, there's different base spirits uh, to create it. Is there a big um, bourbon culture here in, in, in Texas? or uh, The bourbon craze is all over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Right. Um, yeah, absolutely. Bourbon, apart from actually the agave, uh, bourbon whiskey is probably like our, our number two. Yeah. Man, congratulations. This is an amazing I, place. really uh, appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> Happy I, to have you in the house. I appreciate uh, you having me. Just and, for uh, uh, just being open in the, the one year just to see how much we've grown and how, how many people have come in that one I look up to. Uh, within our industry it's just been like truly blessing yeah it's been amazing yeah so very cool man yeah cheers (laughs) cheers yeah thanks for having me all right well we'll be bringing you lots more interviews from san antonio cocktail conference over the next couple of weeks uh we'll be talking to megan dorman and we'll be talking to tom richter and uh nico martini and we'll be talking to the guys from jazz texas so uh that's all coming up soon on the bartender journey podcast i hope you're subscribed so you'll get every show as soon as it Comes available, and uh, if you have any questions on how to do that, you can go to bartenderjourney.net slash subscribe. And for all things Bartender Journey, get over to bartenderjourney.net, and you'll find uh, some show notes that go along with this particular show. One number one number one ninety seven. You can follow me on Instagram at bartenderjourney, and you'll be able to find a bunch of pictures from San Antonio Cocktail Conference. Then I'll put a few up on the on the website as well. And what else do I have to tell you? Twitter is Barkeep Tips. So I don't use that that often but on facebook you can find bartender journey you can find the bartender journey facebook page just by searching for bartender journey and there's some videos and pictures from san antonio cocktail conference there as well hey let's do our toast to absent friends to those we have met to those we have yet to meet to those who have left us for a while and to those who have left us forever let us lift our glasses and drink a toast that they may abide in our hearts forever Two absent friends. Cheers. We'll see you next time on the Bartender Journey Podcast. San Antonio's hottest hits. I like it.